pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's R and R plus a J and an R and R and R and a J. It's what we call the RJ Ochoa Show. We're glad he's with us. Natalie Adorned in a cowboy polo. It's Victory Polo Friday. Welcome on, RJ. Glad to have you aboard. It's great to be with y'all. Uh, great to see you, Rob, and your bright, shining, beautiful face. Um, you know, Edwin, always amazing to hear your voice. Rudy, what's up? Yeah, what's how you doing, Rudy? What? Well, then let's fight, RJ. I watch all hey, your videos. I watch all your videos, I'm, right? I watch them all. You're a great follow. And last night, after as you do after every Cowboy game, win or lose, you show your beautiful smile. And one line that left me scratching my head was, "We can now end this narrative that they can't beat a team above 500 and they can't beat good teams. We can end that narrative. You ended that last night. That's it. it just it's out there with the." The, the narrative is gone. We could just let's just throw it in the wind. Are you being for real with that? Um, so first of all, I appreciate saying I have a beautiful smile. I you want do. that smile you uh, do. several times. But but I had I had braces <laughs> as a child, so it feels somewhat fraudulent. Shout out to um, your parents. I, yeah, I think my parents would be happy to know their money was well. You won best um, smile? I didn't even is that, know. Is that a contest or did you just like uh it was it was like a, a social club oh, you know, okay. like an end of year banquet thing. Um but you know it is care. lovely. You know what I mean? Put, put, you put it on the resume. Anyway, um, I said that somewhat tongue-in-cheek, oh. speaking of my kind of mouth area, oh. uh, because this, this is a dumb narrative in general. Um, uh, you know, to, to act like, again, Rudy, who is the NFL team that has nine wins all against gauntlet, you know, quality? Nobody. Nobody. I, I was, Nobody. Okay, so why, do, why is this a discussion point specifically for the Cowboys? I mean, it's so silly. And, again, I would tolerate this discussion more. If they were eking out these wins against the quote unquote below 500 teams, but they're blowing them out. And again, last night did beat a team that was above 500. If the Rams get to above 500 through the course of the regular season, do we give them credit for that? You know what I mean? Like right now, the 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 Broncos are above 500, so people are like, "Hey, well, the Dolphins beat you know a team by scoring 70 points that's above 500." This is a, a silly way of looking at things when there is so much information available to us. And you mentioned my videos. I would love to hear your thoughts on the video that I sent you yesterday on Instagram. We've discussed. You went to bat uh, for a quarterback who hasn't been able to do the things that the Cowboys have put to, even against below 500 teams. Serve. Volley. Um, okay. Volley. Real quick, for those just now tuning in that didn't hear, we had a big debate in Oxnard. It was Jason and RJ versus Joe Reinagle and myself. I said, RJ, I'm San- the Los Angeles Chargers GM. You're Jerry Jones. I call you and say, I will give you Justin Herbert for Dak Prescott. And you immediately said, no way, no way, shape, or form. Minnick said, no way, shape, or form. Joe and I looked at y'all like y'all were crazy. Last night, you sent me the video and said, do you still feel the same way? And I responded, because of the upside, 
It did take Dak a while to get here. This is Dak's best year in his eighth year. Is it only fair that we give Justin Herbert the same amount of time? Um, so Jason and I had a, a chat going on as well that was a lot funnier than what you just said. Uh, but um, you know, um, but uh, this, I, I think where, where I disagree the most, okay. and this is what's, ama- what's amazing to me, is, is for somebody who, who plays the position as, as viewed and as visible as it is for Dak Prescott, while this is the best that he's ever played, I think, he, he has come very close to this many times before. Like, like people are acting like, you know, he's been a, a 6 out of 10 for his entire career, and it's just now this arrival. Like, that's not the case at all. Um, and so this, this has been who he has always been. There have just been things that worked against him and bad luck and poor play on his part, obviously, um, at different times in the past. But, um, but yeah, I'm happy to hear that um, some people, obviously not yourself, perhaps Joe, in the proper life. Only thing he did that he does better than Dak is he's younger. Right now, Dak is head and shoulders better than Justin Herbert. He, he's also paid more. Would you would you pay Justin Herbert, you know, twenty percent more? Not right now. Not yet. No. Now let's stay on Dak real quick. Is this? Have, are we getting close to the ceiling? Um, you know, a moment ago before I joined you all, Ed Werder tweeted out. Um, that Dak became the ninth quarterback to throw for at least 20 touchdown passes and no more than two interceptions in a six-season, six-game span. Um, of the previous eight quarterbacks to do it, six of them won MVP. Uh, that list includes wow. Aaron Rodgers twice, uh, Tom wow. Brady, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson did it um, while not winning the MVP, so did Drew Brees. Um, so I guess I would answer, did, did we ever understand what the ceiling was on Tom Brady or Drew Brees? Or no. Aaron? Oh, Peyton Manning uh, was one of those as well in 2013. Um, I, I mean, this is, if it is the ceiling, I, I think when we hear that term, we think like, oh, it's, it's short lived. No, right. Like, we're, right. We're no. For a, a like this, this is, this is who, you know, and, and I once wrote something for um, ESPNSA.com back in the day, talking about how 2014 Tony Romo was kind of, uh, Romo finally reaching an intellectual understanding of the game that was far superior to his competition. And unfortunately, the great tragedy of it all was he just couldn't withstand his the game body, anymore yeah. from a physical perspective. Um, D- Dak is, is at that same mental capacity, but with the, the physical body. Um, he's, he is Cyrano, but with you know, the good looks. You know what I mean? Like he, he has everything you kind of want and dream. And Rudy, you mentioned it being his eighth year. I think that that's that's part of what's happening here. He has seen a lot in the NFL. He's been in so many offensive systems um, that he now kind of has enough trust and belief and talent and skill uh, to kind of put it all together in the way that we're seeing. That's RJ Ochoa of blogging the boys. He's here for his Friday weekly. And when I say this is his ceiling, I'm not saying this is a mountain peak and he's going to go decline. I'm saying when I saw Dak Prescott eight years ago and I thought, okay, what's this big boy who never took a snap under center at Mississippi State who's got a a reasonable arm? What can we expect the max out of him? You know, and all of these skill sets. And over the last five weeks, we have seen what I thought if we he got the max out of everything he could do, this is it. And it's exactly yeah. what it needs to be. Um, obviously, you both saw the Aaron Rodgers clip on Pat McAfee. This it was year. good, wasn't my it? Favorite, my favorite thing that he said, um, and it's really difficult for me to give credit to Aaron Rodgers, but uh, my favorite thing was, was that he mentioned <laughs> that Dak is really playing the position. Um, yes. And my, my takeaway, my paraphrasing of that is I am in no way trying to 
diminish the accomplishments of other NFL quarterbacks right now. But Dak isn't some parlor trick. He's not getting it done on the ground in this new modern way where he's this athlete like you talked about, Rob, the way he was at Mississippi State. I mean, everybody remembers that game um, in Baton Rouge against LSU where he ran all over them. This is a cerebral passing quarterback, Mm -hmm. I mean, who is is getting it done by way of his arm, um, who is kind of a throwback and a hearkening back to the elite modern evolution from passing game. Um, And so I I can understand how somebody like Aaron Rodgers would would have an appreciation for that. Um, But what's amazing is that he does have some elements of being able to run. But but like, again, I'm not likening Dak Prescott to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers always had a sneaky level of mobility to his game that helped him get outside the pocket as he plays alive. Um, And so in some ways, that is kind of the best comp for for what we're seeing from Dak right now. Completely agree. When CD was getting ready to break his record for the five straight games, you know, Mike McCarthy's like, yeah, I was cognizant of it. Absolutely. It's an NFL record. Well, you know, when we started nitpicking the game last night, the one thing that came that's the glaring sore was throwing the ball on 33 while Seattle has no timeouts. Well, Rob and I combined our minds, and we think that Mike McCarthy knew that Dak was going to break the record for four straight home games of 300-plus yards passing which is why he threw it. He was one yard away so, at that point. So while everybody's like, what the hell is he thinking? I, I, Rob and I honestly think that's what he was thinking. We hope, anyway. We I, hope, because there's no excuse if, that, no, one if that ain't it, then it's, it's, a, it's an awful call. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't buy that at all. I'll, I'll buy some stock. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, hey. You're, it was a gimme the, play. They were going to kick a field goal anyway. Right. Well, I, you know, to me, it's you guys are the Girl Scouts in the office. I feel guilty. You know what I mean? Like, I'll buy some of that. In that <laughs> it's way. just one box um, of Samoas, Rudy. RJ, right, it's just exactly. one box. Um, I, more, more than that, I, I associate it with his aggression. Um, you know, I think yes. about how they went, they went for it on fourth down and obviously didn't convert. Um, I mean, this was a game where the Cowboys defense got worked, got bullied, yeah. got pushed around. Um, and, I mean, we, we all objectively agree that Dak Prescott is at least firmly in the MVP conversation. Number one, he's, baby. He's Number the, one. He's, he's, the, he's the best on the Cowboys right now. So, I mean, if, if we kind of dilute, you know, all of the, the points of it all, you know, it becomes, okay, well, I've got the ball in the hands of my best player, and he can end the game. You know, uh, and if he can break a record in the process, cool. Uh, but I would much rather, you know, live an eye on that sword than I would anything else. Can you defend the call, though? Even sport. even in hindsight, can you defend that call? I mean, not not strongly. I no. Mean, but I, I can go down swinging, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I, I think it's it's aggression. He, he Look, Mike McCarthy is not here to punt, and I mean that metaphorically, but I was also somewhat literally in this case. He is here to end things. I mean, think, think about how aggressively he attacks teams from an offensive perspective. And that's – I would much rather my head coach and play caller be on this end of the spectrum than the other. I mean, he, he is here to, to kill you and cut your head off and leave it and, and throw your body outside of the house, of the building, the mansion, whatever, wherever this scary movie is taking place. He does not want to leave you with an opportunity to lose games or to, to be on the losing side of the game. Did you see at you know in the first few games, first six, seven games, had you not given up, but had you given up hope on Dak and Ferg becoming what Dak has been with Witten and Schultz? You know, I never believed in Jake Ferguson. I'll I'll kind of out myself there. Okay, because I 
believe that some fans in all areas of sports very often confuse wants with belief. Um, you know, there are so many people who, man, I tell you, I, I just, I, I really believe that in, insert rookie six-round pick is going to be amazing for this team. You, you want this to happen. Let's, let's not misconstrue this. And so, like, just because Jake Ferguson was the starting tight end, I think a lot of people were like, I, I really believe. No, like, you, you wanted it to happen. There were some reasons to believe that, that it would. Uh, but no one could have possibly seen this coming. This, this was not predictable in any way, sense, or, or form. Um, it, it does make sense, though, given that Dak has had a really prominent connection with his tight end. Dalton Schultz is kind of a great example of that, and obviously he's a talented player in his own right, and I know James Pledger is very happy about that right now. Um, but I said this in our postgame show last night, and I don't, you know, I don't want to be silly, but what makes Ferg so interesting is he's kind of this hybrid of, of the best qualities of Travis Kelsey in a vertical passing perspective, and George Kittle in terms of being – a little bit, wow. you know, off kilter wow. and, and, you know, being willing and ready to scrap. I mean, like he is physical and nasty and agile and quick and light on his feet. He is chaotic poetry in motion. And that is an incredible weapon to have in the middle of the field. Chaotic poetry in motion. I want to be ready described to scrap, that way. Ready to scrap. Wow. He did get in Jamal Adams' face. Hey, what do you think of DeBron Bland today? I think DeBron. It's a toasty uh, smell. Yeah, um, you're all familiar, you're both familiar with the term moral victory. Oh, man, you know, we hung with them, you know, it's a moral victory even though we lost. Deron Bland's got a, a moral loss going on today. You know, hey, dude, you, you won, you had the pick, it was a great moment. Respe- and truly, respect on digging in and, and not quitting, um, you know, when the going was as tough as it could have possibly been. Uh, but, I mean, you, you can take away the lessons from the true total shame that you would have had had you lost this game. Uh, while having the the benefit of, of being on the winning side of things, um, it it was true classic Rough. poetry that that on the day that he would you know get all these flowers um, that he get destroyed. But I mean, you know what a shocker! It's a difficult thing to guard DK Metcalf. Right. I don't know that anybody and and Jigba and and and, Lock and, and Lockett too. I mean, it was an easy matchup, but man, oh man! And I want to uh, dovetail off of that. The Cowboys are not going to get any credit today for playing as well as they did with their third game in 12 days. Because I, I, in that fourth quarter, the defense was out of gas. I, I, I'll firmly stand by that. That was, that was on fumes, and it was done with want to, because they were done in that last drive. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for a little bit of defensive line push when they absolutely had to have it, because that was a tired football team. Uh, this is an annual gripe of mine. Every team plays three games in 12 days. Every team, when they go Sunday to Sunday to Thursday. Right. Now, this is a, a, a different one because they don't get that mini-buy after their first Thursday game. Now, to be fair as well, Seattle's going through it just the same. The Thursday games were both at home for Dallas. I mean, you know, you can really pick Oh, I apart, agree. But you're right. I mean, um, it is a factor. It is relevant. Um, and I, I think beyond that, they, they, they might be a little bit fraudulent on defense. I think that that's... Look, what? all the things that people want, want to say about the Cowboys as a whole, can't beat teams above 500, can't hang with the big boys. Think about the measuring sticks they've had against the best offenses in the NFL. Obviously, the Cardinals lost this weird out, you know, kind of outlier, but San Francisco, maybe the best offense in the NFL, got absolutely worked. I know that the game was close in Philadelphia, but the Eagles had a 100% conversion rate in the red zone. Think about that. They had a 100% conversion rate in the red That's zone. Like against three touchdown passes in a row. And – 
And Dan Quinn, who walks on water, who you can't ever criticize, who when the Cowboys do some anything notable Preach. on defense, it's all Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn gets all the credit. Dan Quinn's running the show. Mike McCarthy's just hanging out, holding the sheet in front of his face. The, the one play call last night to stand firm in the chaos was Mike McCarthy. I know y'all didn't talk to him this morning, but I guarantee you Mike's back is sore from carrying Dan Quinn. Now, credit to the Cowboys defense for sticking their foot in the ground and getting three straight turnovers on downs in the fourth quarter. But they were in that hole over and over and over and over again because Dan Quinn got worked by his former boss. Let me retort real quick. And I'm not defending him, but isn't Quinn a victim of his style? I mean, we're running 215 pound linebackers out there. There, this is a his style is going to get physical. That it's just going to happen. I mean, I kind of agree with you, but I mean, Dan Quinn. And I don't think anyone's feeling bad for you. You got Micah Parsons and Marcus Lawrence and Deron Bland and Stephon. You've got all the toys here, Dan Quinn. Like you've gotten all the draft capital in recent memory. And what's more is. It's one thing to get worked, but it's another thing to get worked by Shane Waldron and the Seahawks offense who hadn't scored a touchdown in forever, offensively, obviously. I mean, Seahawks fans were ready to run him out the door, and he, was, he owned Dan Quinn. I mean, he won that fight last night. Uh, Dan Quinn just had some friends on his side that carried him a little bit more. RJ, will you do us a favor? Will you give away some tickets? You a fan of breaking Benjamin? Uh, yeah, um, actually. Um, do I have to pick a number? Uh, uh, yeah, pick a number. Um, I don't want to make Edwin work too hard. So let's do, uh, in honor of Dak Prescott, caller number four. Uh, we'll do it again. Easy money. The MVP, caller four, Love if you've been you, hanging dog. around all day long, get some breaking Benjamin tickets on us. 656-3776. They'll be here January the 24th. You want to go, get your tickets now if you don't. Go to LiveNation.com. RJ Ochoa, my brother, thanks for stopping by. Oh, by the way, you're a rock star. I saw you on TV. What? Where? Well, no, not TV. I heard you on heard you radio. radio. I'm talking on the ESPN network. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Q for having me on. Also, shout out to uh, Rudy and Joe for giving the Justin Herbert fodder back in July. That's really dumb here. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> hey, we, <laughs> thank you, RJ. Have yourself a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.